السلام عليك زين الأنبياء السلام عليك الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأفضل الصلاة وأتم تسليم على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم أجمعين سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا أنك أنت العليم الحكيم ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم we thank our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala for the blessing of Iman and the blessing of faith and the blessing of Yaqeen, of certitude. And alhamdulillah, there is no blessing greater than the blessing of Iman. To believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to believe in the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And really only someone who has tasted the darkness of disbelief, the constrictedness of disbelief the wretchedness of disbelief, can truly appreciate the blessing of Iman. And for those who've been blessed with Iman from the time that they were born, and born into a family of believers, and then grew up with that faith, even though when they start practicing their deen, they do feel internally a type of rebirth that is similar to the one who enters into the deen. However, is that when you have experienced the bitterness of disbelief, then you truly come to know the sweetness of Iman. And this is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the true believers that they taste the sweetness of Iman. This is what we want. Nothing is greater than tasting the sweetness of Iman. And when you taste the sweetness of Iman, that you will then cling to the way that led to you tasting that sweetness. And from the blessing of Allah ta'ala is that it just keeps getting sweeter and sweeter. It keeps getting more and more and more beautiful. And to the degree that we taste that sweetness of Iman will be to the degree which that we're able to face the trials and tribulations of life, life's vicissitudes. This is what we need. Nothing is more important. Nothing is more important. And there are people that all of a sudden after receiving the vaccine think that they're safe. Forgetting that what our Prophet ﷺ told us, that where our ajal is, where our time that we're going to pass is, is that, and he that drew this out for them, ﷺ, and there's different narrations of the Prophet drawing it out to them. But then he drew lines like this, and your ajal, your appointed term is surrounding you. And all these different things are coming at you. If one thing misses you, it could be something else. And if that misses you, it could be something else. And if that misses you, it could be something else. And some people, subhanAllah, live into their 90s with very few complications. And other people, la hawla wa pass away at a very early age, shortly after they're born. And then there's that lots of different ways that people die in between. And the point of this is, is not that we don't take the asbab in all of its different forms. The point of this is the blessing of iman. Is that we take the means, but we don't rely upon the means and that we our reliance is upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we come to gatherings like this and sing the praises of our Prophet because we know the more salawat that we send upon him the more that we mention him the more that we come to learn about him the more that we follow his way the more our iman strengthens and the more that our iman strengthens the more that we'll taste the sweetness of faith and the more that we will taste the sweetness of faith the easier it will be for us to traverse through life. 
in everything that we have to deal with in life. Because we have to know that as believers, there is a particular trait that is indeed one of the traits of futu, of spiritual chivalry. And this trait is oftentimes likened to a sword. Because that a sword is something that you use to cut through. That if there is a lot of foliage, like the property that we're on now, and you want to walk through the back, you might need a machete of some sort to clear the path, or some type of machinery, whatever it is that you're going to do. But that they refer to this great trait of sidq as being sword-like. Because if you have this trait of sidq, truthfulness, trueness, you'll be able to cut through a lot of the circumstances you face, meaning is that you'll be able to remain firm to the principles of this deen in light of difficulty, in light of the wasawas and the whisperings of shaitan, in light of that some things that your nafs that amara basu, your nafs that commands to evil wants to do and you know that you shouldn't do, you're able to remain firm. And we might go through one situation where we are simultaneously being attacked. And yes, the language is one of warfare because the greatest war of all is the war with our internal enemies, our own self and the waswasa of shaitan. And this is the war of our time in which we live. It is an internal war and this is the one that you and I focus on. And this is the one that is that we actually step onto the battlefield every single day from the time that we wake up in the morning till the time that we go to sleep at night. This is an ongoing battle. And it is indeed that as has been related in a weak hadith that the greater jihad, the jihad of the nafs. And this is the understanding of those who came before us for centuries upon centuries and just as it is the understanding of those who are speaking in the name of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa in this very time in which we live. And the way that these scholars refer to Sidq is that they say there must be mulazama to Sidq. We must maintain truthfulness such that we're not affected negatively by the various circumstances we experience. And when the Sayyid al-Ta'ifa, the great Imam al-Junaid radiallahu anhu, he was asked, ma sifatu sufiya and they use this word from the time before. He says, what is the trait of the Sufi, or of the Sufis, the people? And he said, Rijalun sadaqu ma They are men who have been true to the pledge they made to Allah. Rijal. They are men who are, have been true, Sidq, to the pledge that they have taken with their Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why some of them say, حَقِيقَةَ sidq The true nature of truthfulness is حِفْظُ ahd That being true to your pledges, وَتَرْكُ مُجَاوَزَةِ hadd And not that exceeding the bounds. Sticking to your pledges. And making sure that your inner state conforms with your outer state. And being steadfast upon the way of the people who came before us. And this blessed verse that Imam Junaid was referring to, it comes in a series of verses in Surah Al-Ahzab. And that the two verses before that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about the Messenger of Allah, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي Is it indeed that you have in the Messenger of Allah an excellent example? 
an excellent example. And they mention particularly in relation to how it is that you and I face affliction. And then, of course, it applies generally to everything. The greatest example is that of the Prophet. This is the nature of the world. Those who receive the most tribulations are the prophets, and then there are those, those that are closest to them, and then those that are closest to them. And Allah gives them the state of iman and belief that they need to be able to face all of that. But no one was afflicted like our Prophet ﷺ in all of the different ways that we kind of understand affliction and then those that we don't. Because I heard one of our teachers say is that the greatest tribulation that the Prophet ﷺ went through was because he had so much love in his heart for Allah that he wanted to meet his Lord, but he had to stay here to convey the message so you and I could be guided. Imagine if the Prophet never returned from the Laylat Isra al Mi'raj, which is coming up in the blessed month of Rajab, which we're about to enter. Imagine if he never returned. Where would you and I be? He came back after being in the divine presence of Allah, Jalla Jalalu. So you and I can find our way here in the dunya. And when you start to think about that, the ones that you really love, sometimes you only think about loving them, but we have to realize to really be with them, we have to die. May Allah give us all long lives in His obedience, and be healthy, and be free of tribulation. And if we experience tribulation, maybe be firm. But you start to realize is that the ones that you really love, some of them are still alive, but eventually they're all going to return to Allah. And then think about what love does for you then in relation to your perspective of the world. It changes it because as long as you're still alive, it's not the true life. right? The akhirah is the darar hayawan, the true life. That is the true life, the abode of the, of the afterlife. But we need to be strong when it comes to these things. This is not a time for us to be weak, and all of us are weak. But it is a time that we need to recognize that we're weak before Allah, and then He'll give us strength. And to understand this collectively, and the one who's speaking about these right now, I'm the worst of all you in relation to these meanings. But I'm hoping to speak about them to call my own self to these meanings because I believe in them is the sa'adat al-darin, felicity in this world and the next. The more that we can maintain a state of sidq, of truthfulness, the more that we will then be able to navigate the various circumstances that we go through. And so Allah Ta'ala first mentions the Messenger of Allah as an excellent example for who? For those that have hope in Allah and the afterlife. And they mention Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and remember Him abundantly. And then Allah ta'ala says, And when the believers saw the enemy alliance, what did they say? This is what Allah and His Messenger had promised us. And Allah and His Messenger have told the truth. It only increased them in iman, faith, and taslim, submission. Affliction, adversity. The context here is one of war, battle. And the same meaning applies, as we will see, to the battlefield of life. That you and I all face. But then what does Allah say? 
From among the believers are men who have been true to the pledge that they have made with Allah. From among them are those who have fulfilled their pledge, i.e. with their lives. They were martyred. Like Sayyidina Hamza bin Abdul Muttalib, like Sayyidina Anas ibn al-Nadar, like Sayyidina Mus'ab ibn Umair. And from among them are those who are waiting, like Sayyidina Uthman, like Sayyidina Talha. And as our Prophet said, وسلم, in relation to Sayyidina Talha, this is from among those who have been true to their pledge. And this is why some of them say, is that this same meaning of this meaning of being true to what the pledge that we have taken with our Lord doesn't just mean that it's to die on the battlefield as is in the case of these Sahaba who are fighting in a just war with the Messenger This applies in general to Nusrat al-Din. Anyone that devotes their life to the service of the religion to give victory to Allah and His Messenger by learning the prophetic inheritance, embodying it, helping teach people it, being means for people to experience it. This is the life. And that the, those who strive in this way will receive the greatest of rewards with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But this is their trait, is that those there are some that have gone and that have done so in the very best ways and look at the way that they pass. Like the blessed brother of Sayyid Habib Umar bin Hafid, the son of Habib Muhammad bin Salim, Habib Ali Mashur. Look at the way that he passed. Isha hadn't even entered in yet. And he brought it forth and prayed Maghrib and Isha. And then that they were doing litanies, recited Yasin, singing Qasaid of the Salaf. And shortly after that he passed. And he met that his Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala, Look at the beautiful way that these people return to their Lord. And Allah blesses them with this because of the way that they spent their lives. And from among them are those who are waiting. And what is their essential trait? In other words, they haven't changed anything at all, i.e. they've remained steadfast on the pledge that they've made. Is that they believe in Allah. And they believe in the Messenger of Allah. And every time hardship comes their way, is that they approach that difficult circumstance with sidq, with truthfulness. And then as a result, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala facilitates that, that for them. Not that, that it's easy outwardly, but Allah ta'ala gives them tawfiq to be able to that get through that difficult circumstance from His blessing subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so that these words of these great imams who came before us, these traits of these great people who came before us, this is how we want to be. This is what we want to bring into our lives. And that this is what we hope to remain firm upon. When you sit before people of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that are the epitome of what it means to be faithful to the pledge that we've taken with our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala you realize then that there is a trust upon your shoulders to be true to their way 
and to strive to the extent possible to cling to it, to uphold it, and to be a means for other people as well to latch on to it and to learn it and to experience it. Because this is where safety lies. This is where success lies and this is where felicity lies and this is what we want. We want to be like these great people are willing to sacrifice what they have of this world so that they can experience the greatness of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has in store in them in the next. And if you think of Sayyidina Musa ibn Umar is that he was someone that was very wealthy, that had the finest clothing and was that very well to do. But he was so that sincere in his pledge as were the other companions because they said they made an oath is that if the Prophet went to war, that they were going to be steadfast by his side, even if it means that they were martyred. And he was one of those who was martyred in the Battle of Uhud. And when that, that, uh, that they, he, he, he had so few, that he, he had lost everything outwardly in the world, but gained everything internally. Is that even in terms of, of, of the clothes that he was wearing, he said that his shroud wouldn't even cover his head. If he went up to his head, that his feet would show. If he pulled it down to his feet, that his head would show. And this is the way that these people were and that we hope to follow in their footsteps. And may Allah that bless us not just to speak about these meanings. We want to that internalize them. And from the blessing of the sending salawat upon our Prophet and being happy and joyful to even say his name, and to be happy and joyful to be in a state where we're remembering Allah and we're supplicating Allah and we're with fellow believers in this process from the blessing of us coming together despite all of our shortcomings, Ya Rab, and everything that we know about our own selves and how much that we do that is contrary to what we say. May Allah make these realities within us and bless us to be people of silk and that when we face hardship and difficulties to dig down deep to do so, in a way similar to these great people and that we're reminded that by virtue of our iman there are certain principles that we have to adhere to may Allah ta'ala bless us to be able to adhere to those principles and die in that way in a way that is pleasing to him subhanahu wa ta'ala wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam